Good America's most trusted source for news. KMOX. At 5.03, we have clear skies and 47 degrees downtown at the Arch. I'm Maria Kina in for Michael Calhoun. Our top story this hour, parents with students attending parish elementary schools in the St. Louis Archdiocese are breathing a sigh of relief following word that no new school closures are being announced, at least for now. Archdiocesan spokesperson say after a period of discernment, all parish pastors have recommended Archbishop Mitchell Rosansky that their schools remain open for the 2024-25 school year. According to the Archdiocese, Pastors who recommended remaining open as a standalone school have now been asked to submit long-term feasibility plans to the Archdiocese by February 1st of next year. Archbishop Rosansky will then review the feasibility reports and may suggest additional revisions or amendments. And it remains possible, the Archdiocese says, that some parishes may elect in February to reconsider their decisions to remain open. Fred Bottomer, KMOX News. A 12-year-old is accused of shooting a man during an altercation. The victim is 31 years old. St. Louis police report during that altercation. The victim's 12-year-old son retrieved his shotgun, walked inside of the bedroom, and fired one shot at his father, striking him in the head. He's listed in stable condition. The child initially left the scene of the shooting on Sullivan Avenue, but then surrendered to police at Central Patrol. And St. Louis police are investigating a homicide it happened in the 5400 block of Arlington when police arrived. They found the 24-year-old male victim in the front yard. He was pronounced deceased at the scene. The FBI needs help identifying a subject who violently attacked and pointed a gun at a transgender woman on a St. Louis Metro bus in April. They're offering a $10,000 reward for anyone who has information leading to the identification and arrest of the subject. Special Agent in Charge Jay Greenberg explains what happened. The subject went to the back of the bus, engaged with the victim. Um, the victim declined further engagement with the subject, who then walked over to the victim and violently assaulted her. Uh, he wound up punching and kicking her, and then later in the engagement, he pulled a gun out of a bag that he was carrying and pointed it at her as well. This is being considered a hate crime. To report any information, you can call 1-800-FBI. You can also send in tips and that website is tips.fbi.gov. A recent study in St. Louis County, as well as counties in Montana and North Carolina, looked at the perception of crime and community safety. One area of the study, the role of media coverage in shaping perceptions. Lee Slocum is professor of criminology and criminal justice at the University of Missouri-St. Louis. People talked about how they wanted to hear more about solutions and what was going, being done in the community to make them safer. Um, one of their one of the concerns that was raised was about uh, the role of media in highlighting specific places as as unsafe for people, and that that could have a stigmatizing effect. And so they wanted to to hear more about what was being done to solve these issues, um, and and a little bit less about focusing on the places. Um, where these issues were, were arising. In addition to St. Louis County, communities in Missoula, Montana, and Mecklenburg County, North Carolina, the city of Charlotte, were also studied. Tom Ackerman, KMOX News. You cannot retain or attract staff when you are not competitive in the market. And that's one of the main sticking points for SLU hospital nurses who've authorized another strike. Kelly Allen says it's about continuity of care and also it's a safety issue. People that come in that have psychiatric issues, you have people that come in that have suffered a acute trauma and everybody's in a panic and they're in shock and trying to deal with that. And when you have lack of core staff, 
the delays in care that occur because you're backed up just makes tempers flare even more. No strike date has been set. Debbie Monterey, KMOX News. A statement has been released from St. Louis University that reads in part, quote, we are disappointed the National Nurses Organizing Committee has voted to authorize another strike rather than focus on progressing negotiations. This only further delays both parties being able to get back to the bargaining table to reach strong market competitive contract for our valued nurses, unquote. A ribbon cutting marking the end of the work on 270 North was held this morning in Hazelwood. The $278 million project added all uh, a lane in both directions on 270 from North Limburg to Lewis and Clark and reconstructed interchanges along the corridor. MoDOT's director, Patrick McKenna, says this stretch of road is very important to the region. Starting with uh, the entrance into Missouri at the Chain of Rocks, Mississippi River Bridge, just to the east, and then connecting to I-70 just a few miles west. This is the linchpin in the critical flow of commerce for St. Louis, the metro region, and all of Missouri. McKenna says the 200, or rather the 270 North project is one of the largest design-build contracts that the Missouri Department of Transportation has ever completed. The news is sponsored by Michael's Flooring Outlet, the flooring experts, michaelsflooringoutlet.com. As the news continues on Total Information PM at 522, at a special graduation ceremony over the weekend, the journey was just beginning for some graduates, but the end of one journey for an instructor. In the University City High School Auditorium, 44 fathers and mothers were on stage to receive their diplomas for graduating from the Fathers and Family Support Center's six-week family formation program. But it was also a night to say goodbye to one of the longtime instructors, Sister Carol Schumer. A wonderful night. It's a, it's a real celebration. And a celebration of you because you are retiring. That's correct. After 24 years and, and doing 146 of the 159 classes, I'm, I'm hanging up my hat. Sister Carol was there almost at the beginning with Father Support Center founder Halbert Sullivan with a mission of bringing men back to their families. Then she teaches them how to love their children. As you heard one of the gentlemen say, I was spending, um, I was spending money but I wasn't spending time. I've learned that they need my time. And that's one of the things that Sister Carol teaches. That's the organization CEO, Sherry Tillis. Sister Carol is amazing. She has more energy than anyone I've seen. Carol! Sister Carol, I'm not sure how we will fill the gap because there is not another like you at all. Sister Carol told me, I don't like surprises, and I want to make sure that it's not about me, that it focuses on the graduates. But for those of you who experienced Sister Carol for this, her last class of the organization, don't you think we should take this time to honor her? For Sister Carol, it's clearly a labor of love. I think we're one of a kind. And it's really important for men to know that there's a group of organization out here that are here to support them and help them become the best fathers they can be, the best person they can be. That's the first thing I tell the men. You, your first goal needs to become as healthy as you can be because then you can help your children be healthy. And so that, that they're not alone. 
that there's a whole group out here. Sean Holloman is a graduate of Class 159. Uh, she was amazing. She was honest. She taught us to be accountable. Be accountable for everything we do. We are very important. No matter how we feel, no matter how life is, we need to be there for our kids. Uh, she's a great teacher, a great teacher. She's always on us, good or bad. Very uh, great words of encouragement, and I love her to death. So thank you, Sister Kerr. Here I am, this white woman with no children because I'm a Catholic sister. So I have three strikes before I start. <laughs> and yet we, we looked at how we were alike, remember? And the way we're alike is that we all stuck and stayed. We all stayed. And that's what makes the difference. We chose to come and to stay. Tell me what has kept you doing this all these years. Oh, it's the response of the men and the need for children to know that their fathers are there for them. Very good woman, God-fearing woman, good at what she do. And I love her. We're going to miss you too, Sister Carol. <laughs> Brad Stockton is a board member at Fathers and Family Support Center. Sister Carol is left a very large footprint with the work. And what I mean was from her nutrition teaching and then more importantly the connection with every student that came through or every candidate we're all real people and her shine that she puts on each and every one of those students hearts is a lifelong impression she's a master of education she was a principal before we ever encountered her so those teaching techniques that she used with her children in school she actually continues some of those with the men but that's what kept them engaged and helped them to have buy-in to what she was teaching it does seem like there was a real affection between her and the men in the class oh absolutely they get hugs, and it's so funny. She gives out gold stars. They have treats. They have breaks. She holds them accountable to when they're supposed to be back. I've never seen anyone keep notes like her. Sherry Tillis says about 10 years ago, they incorporated Sister Carol's curriculum into the family formation program, and they plan to talk to Sister Carol about training the other facilitators. Sister Carol, a daughter of charity, says her first task in retirement is cleaning out 24 years of collected materials, then relax, and then... My first degree is in math, tutoring. If there's math people, people that need math tutoring, I'll have to see. That's Sister Carol Schumer getting a heartfelt send-off after 24 years at Fathers and Family Support Center. I'm Debbie Monterey, KMOX News.